Evolution at War podcast coming away. Steve Smee here and the Rick, v, Ricky V Rock in the house. Episode 423, another Q&A episode. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So the first one, guys, uh, this one's for Rick. So talk a little bit about oral steroids, the most efficient way to run oral steroids, Rick. Should we be running it with support supplements? Should we be taking them with food? Should we be taking it with water? Should we be taking it with black pepper, with grapefruit juice? Should we be taking it sublingual? There's all kinds of theories out there on how to make it more effective. Can you separate the fact from the fiction on that one? Fact from the fiction. So I have always liked to take my orals on an empty stomach with plenty of water. I just recently had a, a great conversation, which is actually going to be published as an interview on the EliteFitness.com podcast uh, with a very smart individual. I'll let you guys uh, check out that podcast to figure out who it is. But And he told me he's recently figured out that distilled water may be the very best thing you can take to actually carry your hormones into your body. Distilled water, believe it or not. Uh, piperin, which is a, a pepper extract, also helps absorption. A grapefruit juice is great to help those steroids last longer in your body. Grapefruit juice inhibits the way your liver breaks down some of these steroids, some enzymes in the liver inhibits them. And so it'll lengthen the active life of many steroids it's a, it's a, something we used to do a lot with Dianabol because Dianabol such a short half-life. It just extends it a little bit. And it will do that to other drugs too. So you have to be mindful. If you're taking other drugs, grapefruit juice will also inhibit the way the liver breaks some of those down. So uh, some guys will tell you, some get on YouTube, watch enough videos. Guys will tell you, you got to take it with fats. They need to be taken with carbohydrates. They need to be taken with this or that or this or that. Personally, the way most of you guys eat out there, your gut is quite never really empty anyway. There's always going to be a little something there. Um, so just taking them with a nice tall glass. Now distilled water from what I hear. And again, this is a pretty smart guy. It's got some pretty interesting ideas about things distilled water make sure to have some uh, grapefruit juice uh, alongside after which is a great great to take whenever you're taking orals and piperin if you can get piperin be great um sure the piperin capsules out there you can buy you don't need a lot of pip a lot of piperin and that'll be a really good way I, I like an empty stomach because i take my supplements with food a lot of my supplements that are, are dehydrated herbs, these dried herbs, these vitamins, these minerals, definitely going in with the food helps. Definitely those vitamins, minerals going in with the food, with the carbs, with the lipids, with the water really helps because that's the way your body gets vitamins anyway, not, not from isolated vitamin E on a capsule, but basically in the food. So taking it along with food, all your supplements, plenty of water, it's great. And then I would take my steroids in between meals on as empty a stomach as possible, quote unquote, as possible, because you're never quite your stomach. If you're eating a regular bodybuilder diet, six meals a day, your stomach's quite never empty, not, not fully. Your gut's not quite, quite ever fully empty. So um, plenty of water, 
And uh, that's the way I take them. Uh, if you take an Entugard, my product Entugard to help you along with your liver, with your kidneys, with your heart health, water retention, all that good stuff. If you take an Entugard, the best way to do it is take the Entugard with meals along with the meal. You can do three capsules in the morning, four in the evening, or you could do seven capsules, which is the daily dose of Entugard with just any one with your largest meal of the day. That's fine. And then take your steroids in between. You don't want to take the Entugard and the steroids at the same time. You don't want the ingredients in Entugard passing through uh, at the same time, the very same time as the steroids. You want to space them out by a couple of hours at least. Because if that Entugard is coming in there at the very same time, the capsules and the tablets you, from your steroids take them in at the same time, those steroids are going to get broken down so quickly. You're, you're going to think you got bunk steroids. You're going to think you got slips on bunk shit. But take Entugard with the meals, steroids on empty stomachs, the way I've always done them. Um, I'm sure there are other guys that have other reasons and justifications uh, for taking them one way or another. Um, all I can say is, look, you're never really kind of really, unless you're like fasting, water fasting, truly water fasting over 24 hours, whenever you, you take something and it makes it past your stomach on down to your gut, there's always going to be something there. So, so, you're always going to have a little something there. It's always going to mix in with some other carbs, fats, proteins, just stuff that's getting broken down. Um, so it, it, it is what it is, um, guys. So. That's it. Oh, n2guard.com, guys. Go to n, the number two, guard.com. That's my uh, cycle and liver support product for uh, guys on the sauce. Make sure to take it and support our show when, when you do. So next question is, do PEDs grow body parts, hands, feet, penis, et cetera, et cetera? So once, uh, guys, once you hit, you know, adulthood, Things stop growing like that. Uh, I mean, we all wish we could grow, you know, taller from using steroids. We all wish we could grow bigger everything, right? But fortunately for us, that's not how it works. Because if it did work like that, we would probably all be dead right now as steroid users. Because can you imagine if our organs kept growing from using steroids? Your organs would grow and grow and grow, and then we'd eventually die from it. So that's just not how our bodies work, guys. Now, there is the, the reason this comes up is because children who have you know dwarfism and other types of growing disabilities, they are sometimes prescribed human growth hormones. And the human growth hormone is prescribed to them at dosages, correct dosages, and that helps them, you know, grow bigger. So that's where that comes from. But once your growth plates close, you know, it's just not going to happen anymore. So what they do do, what anabolic steroids can do for us and help us grow is they'll make it easier for us to build muscle. And you know, that's, that's the, that's the truth. So if you're ever at the gym, let's say you've never used steroids before you go to the gym, you see a big meathead, he's got these huge muscles and he's benching 400 pounds and he's squatting 600 pounds. You're like, man, this guy is a huge guy. Well, steroids probably helped them get to where he is because steroids helped him get stronger and they helped him build muscle in the process. Now, if you took the steroids away from him, 
he would probably still be really fucking strong for his size. And he would still be more muscular than an average person because he's still weight training and he probably still has really good genetics for it. But the steroids are the icing on the cake. They're going to help him push him further. The steroids increase protein synthesis. Steroids help your body grow more muscle. They help fill your muscles up with more water. Mostly, our muscles are mostly made up with water. So obviously, it's going to make our muscles bigger. It helps shuttle nutrients into our muscles. That's why you get pumps when you use steroids and you're in the gym. Depending on the steroid, it can be a crippling pump. You leave the gym feeling like a million bucks. Your muscles are bulging out. Your veins are popping out of your muscle. That's what steroids do, guys. But they're not going to grow, you know, body parts the way the way we all wish they would. Any any thoughts on this one, Rick? Uh, look, uh, hormones contribute to growth. Uh of different parts of your body when you're like a baby teenager growing up like dht is directly responsible for for growing uh the size of your penis it's funny enough so once you are um once you're already 18 21 uh right around that age range you, you kind of stop growing already and at that point maybe steroids can cause you to grow more hair cause you to here and there, but not not really. Um, some guys, and and we do theorize some guys on human growth hormone might be getting a larger jaw, a larger uh, ears, and things like that. But I mean, some people's ears you gotta abuse. You, continue growing. I was gonna say you gotta abuse the shit out of it to get that over the course. And, and of granted, years. some people's ears and noses will continue to grow little by little as they get older. Anyway. Um, so definitely a myth when it comes to steroids. Uh, if you lose body fat, you will be able to see more of your wee-wee because you lose that layer of fat uh, right at the shaft. So you might actually, depending on how fat you are, might gain a, a quarter inch or an inch down there uh, just because some of the you lose body fat. So some of the padding are there, your skin gets thinner. But... Anything else is just, I mean, Anovar is supposed to help uh, skin grow back quicker after, uh, you know, if you have burns or if you have stitches, right? It's kind of supposed to, but nothing much. I mean, there's nothing to it. It's also not going to make your, your wee-wee smaller. A uh, lot, uh, lot of dudes out there want to make fun of steroid users will say, oh, your dick is little. Uh, thinking steroids cost that, they, they don't. Reason, I think the reason you see a lot of competitors out there and they're wearing trunks and, and it looks like their their penis and shrink, it's because they're probably probably their balls are tiny. And so it, it diminishes the size of the overall package when guys get when guys get up there on stage. But uh you know what? The only thing I felt ever made my feel my dick feel like it was shriveling up a little bit, temporarily, of course, that fucking ephedrine. When I used to do ephedra back in the day, man, do I feel like that just always had a softy. It was just like, it was always like hibernating, like, like I was in a cold pool all the time. That was kind of weird. And that's one thing I just, I didn't like about ephedra. It's, it's, it gave me that, that, that weird kind of a, a feeling like it was doing something to my dick. But um, 
that's it, man. That's all I got to say on this one, bro. I mean. Yeah, stimulants do some weird stuff to, to our bodies for sure. So that probably is why. So next one we're talking about is the difference between androgenic and anabolic steroids. So this one, uh, you know, we can talk about this one for like an hour, but I'm going to kind of sum summarize it like this, guys. You have, you know, the, you have a lot of these, um, you know, ratios you see online uh, on paper. A steroid may be more androgenic. A steroid may be less androgenic or more anabolic or less anabolic. I mean, those numbers, you know, I, I don't really understand where those numbers came from. I think a lot of that is just parroting. It's just guys copy pasting each other's articles and then they'll say, oh yeah, this steroid is huh, 200 uh, ratio of anabolic and it's 30. But at the end of the day, even if those numbers were accurate, it doesn't translate to real life because in real life, you know, uh, like Trembolone is 500, 500 and testosterone is 100, 100. So you're telling me, Trembolone is five times more androgenic and five times more anabolic. Okay, well, if that's true, what does what does that mean? Does that mean that you'll get five times stronger on trend than you would on testosterone? You'll get five times bigger on trend than you would testosterone. I mean, what does it translate to in real life? At the end of the day, guys, you know, we have anecdotal evidence what steroids are more androgenic and what steroids are more anabolic. So the way I would categorize it perspective I would take on this is an androgenic steroid to me is something that causes aggression, strength. Um, it makes you more um, like an animal. When it comes to libido, it makes you more, you know, uh, ag aggressive. You know, it that's how I'd, I would categorize androgenic. And then anabolic, I'd categorize it like something like Primabolin or Anavar or T-Bol. These are steroids that you take and it doesn't even feel like you're on anything. A lot of guys, they'll run them by themselves without an androgen. And then they'll complain after the cycle, like, oh, I didn't really get any results on it. Well, yeah, because they're not androgenic. You're not going to get a tremendous amount of strength on these types of steroids. You're not going to get aggression on these steroids. You're not going to feel like an animal on these steroids. A lot of times you run those steroids and your libido actually drops on cycle because there's no androgenic activity there. So usually with most guys, you run something androgenic, you're going to be a wild animal on it. Like you run trend, you're going to be a wild animal on trend. You're going to be doing stuff that you never thought of that you would do. That's why trend is the relationship killer. You run trend, you're going to want to bang different women, but you run primo, you're going to be wanting to stay with the same girl. You see what I'm saying? So that's the way I would categorize androgenic and anabolic. How about you, Rick? Well, androgenic is means that it's causing secondary male characteristics. Anabolic just means that it's, gaining is helping you gain mass and so steroids that are we can we talk about here on the podcast and you hear the bros talk about more androgenic it just means that you're going to get more of that aggression issues with the skin hair growth prostate these are all the things it knocking your hair out these are all the things that are like secondary male characteristics and then anabolic is just that just making you grow, making you gain poundage. 
There are drugs that are anabolic and are not androgenic at all. There's steroids that are very androgenic and have very little anabolic value at all. And there are steroids that are well-balanced. What Steve said about the androgenic ratios um, just being something on paper that doesn't quite always translate to real life. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the same 200 milligrams of trembolone, you grab six different guys, same age group, and you have them do 200 a week. Each one of them is going to have a, a completely different experience. And then you grab 200 milligrams of Prebo, same six guys, a few uh, weeks later, and you put them on Primo, each of them is going to have a completely different experience on Primo. And it won't always be consistent across the board. You might have one guy that did great on both. You might have one guy that did good on one, but not the other. You might have one guy that didn't, didn't uh, do anything on both of them. You just got to kind of run the experiment and know, you know, you got to document your, your progress, journal it. That way, by the time you've done your four, five, six cycle, you should know what stuff sits well with you, what doesn't. So, yeah, I think that's where it comes from, guys. Androgenic, there's good aspects to steroids being very androgenic. There's bad aspects to it. Um, anabolic. Good aspects to steroid being good, being anabolic, some not so good. Uh, just steroid, it would sound like, hey, well, why don't we just do all anabolic steroids to have very little to no androgen value um, in comparatively, right? Uh, so that way we gain a ton of mass and no side effects. Well, guess what? If you just do the steroids that are very anabolic, not very androgenic, like let's say Anavar, you might not gain that much size. You might go four to six weeks and you get some good results like you're on something, but the size is just not going to be there. Now you drop next to that Anavar, you drop another steroid that's a bit more androgenic. Now you might get some gain some, some more serious size. And same thing if you do anabolics that are just very androgenic, like, um, like halo testing per se. Just not going to see a ton of size off of that. Um, so you need kind of both. You need a, a nice balance of both uh, in order to really gain that, that big size. But you can cut pretty damn good uh, as far as preserving mass, anti-catabolic. You cut pretty good on, on steroids that are, that are more, more anabolic or in the ratio than they are androgenic. Those are great cutting steroids. Whenever it comes to bulking, you always want androgenic anabolics in there to balance off some of the anabolic so that you can get gain that that larger size it's just kind of how it goes it's all about protein synthesis and just the way your body utilizes the calories and um yeah so that's just a, a quick uh a rundown i guess right see let's get to the last one this is for you rick let's talk about creatine i don't think we've ever talked about creatine on this podcast so creatine guys is it's found naturally in our bodies. It's also found in foods, certain foods, especially animal products, of course. And you can supplement it. It's actually super cheap to supplement. And I, I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about creatine. Tell us a little bit about your product because it's called Ancient Strength Creatine. The thing I like about your product is you don't have to mix it. And it doesn't have a bunch of bullshit in it. Like the mixes, the mixes, they have dyes. 
They have flavoring. They have all this bullshit that they add to it. Your product doesn't. Also, why is creatine so fucking cheap? So talk a little bit about creatine. So creatine is very important. We actually get it in our diet. Now, in the amounts that you get creatine in your diet when you eat meats and stuff, it's not, it doesn't do a lot. It's just there. But when you take high amounts of it, way more than you ever could get just out of eating meat alone, it does things. It, it has a different effect in your body when you actually add more than you could than you could ever really hope to get naturally out of a diet. It causes water retention in between the muscle cells. It's been probably one of, if not the most researched ingredient in all the sports supplements, over 500 tests worldwide. And the product that I made is called Ancient Strength. It has three different types of creatine in a tablet. So basically, you go to n the number two creatine.com. That's n as in Nancy, the number two creatine.com. When you get there, you will see my products, tablets, creatine, three tablets per day, 30 servings per container, so 90 tabs per container. Each of the three tablet serving contains 4,800 milligrams of creatine monohydrate, 51 milligrams of creatine alpha ketoglutarate, and 150 milligrams of creatine pyruvate. That's a nice, nice stack of creatines. Three different types in there. Very, very good product. If you're, if you're using creatine, it's better than messing with the powders and having a try to drink it with something. You just knock the capsules back and go. Even if you wanted to use it as just a good quick pre-workout along with, with uh, some of your stimulants. I mean, it's a nice, nice, nice pre-workout. Uh, creatine has been around forever, man. And any of you guys out there that used it knows it stacks well with steroids. It goes well when you're natural. It's just a, a nice, good over-the-counter product that'll definitely make a difference. Makes a difference for most guys out there. So just a good performance enhancer. You can, I mean, what else can I say about creatine, guys? It works great. Uh, most of you guys have already read all the articles, all the research about uh, creatine. Some of you guys that haven't, um, it's definitely a good one to, to think to, to think about because you should be able, to, you should be taking creatine when you're, when you're off the steroids, when you're off the sauce. That downtime in between cycles, uh, bridge, and ancient strength, that's a great in-between cycle stack. Just take bridge and ancient strength um, from my store. Those two will keep you uh, keep you going nice uh, in between cycles. So, All right, guys. So that sums it up for episode 423 Q&A. Hope you guys learned a lot. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is a required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.